Hey everyone, welcome to the Esports Next podcast. I am thrilled to be joining as the host for season three along with my co-hosts. We are going to be interviewing speakers, sponsors, and attendees of the Esports Trade Association Conference in Chicago. So if you're looking to understand who will be at the conference and what they're all about, tune in, come join us. All right, welcome to another episode of the Esports Next podcast. It is our pleasure to welcome today Jason Torado, who is president of Lightwear and a sponsor of the Esports Next conference in Chicago. Jason, thank you for joining me and Lindsay today. Oh, you bet, John. It's good to see you. It's good to see you again, Lindsay. I mean, I've seen both of you before, but it's good to see you again. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we uh, super duper appreciate your support of our conference. And um, we're excited to talk with you today to learn more about Lightwear um, and share with our listeners what you guys are all about and how they can best connect with you at the Esports Next Conference in August. So why don't you start us off with what exactly is Lightwear? Lightwear is a technology company. Uh, we're a manufacturer, designer, and engineer of high-end audio-video trans mission equipment. So I, I I struggle with that every time. My wife makes fun of me because we're at parties and I can't quite get out what I actually do. And she'll she'll tell me later, baby, you, you're really interesting. You know, you should stop trying to get in the way of yourself, you know, but I, I can't. So I'm president of a technology company. We make audio video hardware. I'll leave it at that and then we can jump into it more later. I love that because uh, I had that same debate with my husband last night when someone asked what I did and he said, I didn't, I didn't know what to tell them. <laughs> well, it's, I know it's hard, you know, because you, yeah, you, you, where do you start? You know, how yeah. I got into it, what I'm doing now, what I plan to do. Yeah, it's all over the place. Okay, well, I have a starting spot. Um, tell us how you're connected to the world of esports and gaming as a hardware manufacturer. Well, yeah, that, that great question, Lindsay. ESTA is really our, our big connection. And, and anybody out there that's listening right now that's on the fence about going to the conference needs to sign up now. You know, they need to get on the bandwagon. Um, we were absolutely disconnected from the entire space until uh, ESTA bridged that gap for us. And uh, we came through, got to know Megan, showed up at the conference last year, and out of that conference had some fantastic connections made. Um, one guy that I really connected to, I'm sure you know him very well, Anthony Goud. Uh, you know, who's a prolific poster and seems to be everywhere. I mean, the guy can't get off LinkedIn, but he is out there just <laughs> promoting the industry, promoting himself, promoting whatever it is he's going to do next in the regulatory space. And uh, actually following the conference, I drove down and met with him and uh, the esports gaming uh, conference center in, um, in um, where is that? Atlantic City. And yep. also went went to dinner with Anthony and got involved in another conference that was being sponsored well. So I'd say, um, yeah, without ESTA, none of these people would be in my life and none of these opportunities would have been presented to me. So, yeah, I'd say if you're thinking about it, stop thinking, start acting. Wow. I mean, I'll, I'll send you the check later, Jason. That's, <laughs> that's quite the testimonial. Appreciate that. No um, you know, there's a number of when you say just audio visual technology yeah. that might you know, pop up all sorts of thoughts in people's heads. Right. How is Lightwear unique and how are you specifically positioned so that people can think about how best to work with you? It's a great question. Um, I'd say, and I've used this analogy with my mom before and it didn't always work. So I'll try it again. But like, 
We're, we're, the, we're the audiovisual digital plumbing, which means that you've got some sources over here, usually high-end graphic computers or gaming engines and things like that. And then on this side of the equation, you've got the displays. And those could be single displays or video walls or immersive environments. But everything that goes between your source and your display has to be in line. It has to get there. It's got to get there with all the pixels, all the content, all the magic that was originally inserted into that custom uh, content. And we're the ones that do that. So for instance, um, people are long familiar with the technology called green screen in the movies, right? Mm -hmm. And so in the green right. screen movies, you know, you'd, you'd have some green background behind you. And then in post, people would subtract the green and then insert the content behind the actors. So they would look like they were in some crazy, fantastic environment. Well, things yeah. have changed in the movie industry. And so Industrial Light and Magic, when they film Mandalorian, they don't use green screens anymore. They build what they call a volume, which are LED arrays. So if there's an LED floor, ceiling, and walls. The actors yeah. are standing inside. They're dynamically generating the content of the different planets and spaceships that they're on. And so not only is the actor inside the actual content now, they're not having to imagine it. They don't have to look yeah. at a tennis ball on a string and try to act like it's a, it's a monster. They can see the monster real time. And all that stuff is possible because lightware is in the middle. We're the ones that get all that stuff out of the gaming engine, out of the content engines, out of your Unreal servers, um, and we get it displayed across that entire volume. And so that, that's really where you can think about us at, at that level. The, there's another level that we work on, which is sometimes with studios, you know? And so I've got a great um, place that we're installed in recently in Las Vegas that's just a, a, an amazing space. So you think about the joining together of custom content in the background, remote participants from around the world in Zoom or Teams or something like that, right? Just like this you know, remote, remote interview we're doing right now. But you join together the custom content, the remote participants, and live audience members that are actually in the studio themselves. So now there's cameras, displays, microphones, speakers. And so now, rather than just me being in an environment with maybe some goggles on, and I can see this incredible environment, but nobody around me can, all of us together can see the amazing content. We're all immersed mm -hmm. in it. But people can also see us and interact with us. And we can have remote participants, just like you guys, floating around on the screens in the room. And, and to me, that's that's almost where the future is headed in, in, in terms of what I'm thinking about, you know, because you've got to combine the best of being in person with the yep. best of being remote with the best of the imagination that these content creators provide and bring it all together so that you're not having some solo individual experience. You're doing it with all of us together and we can all enjoy it and watch it at the same time. It's so clear that you have such a passion for all this, which I love. Uh, your your excitement when you're talking about this is awesome. I would love to ask a higher level question about kind of trends that you've seen with this because we know from being in the gaming side of things that during the pandemic, gaming just kind of exploded. There was this massive yeah. growth. You know, people were spending so much more time online and gaming, and especially especially in other forms of entertainment. You know, content wasn't being produced. Professional sports weren't being played. Gaming right. was the thing that was there. So, and now we've kind of seen the sort of the the come down from that I would say um yeah. not necessarily negative uh quite yet but it's it's been a little tough in the industry uh the past the past six months or so as people are now kind of diversifying their activities once again but what I would love to know from you is when it comes to kind of using the hardware that you've described creating these experiences that you've described 
how did the pandemic kind of accelerate that technology? And now that we're in this slow growth period, how are you thinking that growth is that the acceleration of that is going to kind of change or, you know, basically we had like a whole huge high period of growth. Are we now entering yeah. a low period or are you kind yeah. of seeing not low, but it's back on track? Like what was yeah. that like for you? Well, you know, I think we, we were not immune from the forces of gravity, right? I mean, everything that affected everybody, you know, happened to us too. And and at the beginning of the pandemic and even right up into it, we were very focused on live event rental staging uh, type applications. And so the, the immersive environments were all stadias, arenas, concerts, and those all went away, you know, practically within months they were gone. And, and so nobody was uh, was offering that type of stuff anymore for for obvious reasons. And yeah, we took a big hit and we had to kind of, you know, reorient where we were headed. And so we kind of took our technology and refocused on collaboration rooms, meeting rooms, and the way that people get together now, right? Which is these kind of teams or Zoom or meets, whatever calls you want to call them. And that's really where we tried to focus our technologies. Um, I'd say we are still seeing a lot of the growth uh, that, that came out of that pivot because for the future, I think this combination of remote and in-person experiences will continue, right? And that's kind of where we have to figure out how do we yeah. play in that in that arena, right? Where it's now you're going to be there, I'm going to be here, some people are going to be with me. And I think as a, you know, from a technological standpoint, most of it has to do with the increase in bandwidth and the increase in pixels and the increase in the in the content that's actually coming. You know, once those graphic engines and those graphic cards get higher and higher resolutions and higher and more and more information coming down. That's where we as a manufacturer and we as people in technology really have to pay attention and, and, and make sure that we're staying on top of things. I think I mentioned HDMI 2.0 when we were doing our pre-interview and HDMI 2.0 has been a big deal for us because that's sort of normalizing that higher level application of the video signal. So without going into too much in depth, I'd say from a technological standpoint, we're concentrating on the higher level signals, the higher bandwidth signals. And from a business standpoint, we're concentrating now on both training rooms, conference rooms, collaboration environments, as well as the gaming and bigger uh, Stadia type type applications. Yeah, I think you make a great point with those when you talk about remote and then also in person, that's a perfect way to describe the esports space because you see so many tournaments happening online. Right. And then it's very common that a grand final or a bigger tournament or the result of all those online tournaments is in person. Right. Um, you guys obviously have experience in a wide variety of industries. And one thing that I love about the Esports Trade Association, we have this vision to bring together the endemic esports community right. alongside complementary experts who have expertise that is greatly needed. Right. And with the learning and collaboration with esports, can enhance and innovate yes. the space. Yes, yes. Is there anything that you see with, you're a very innovative company, anything you see where you're excited to lean into esports to be providing some things that either are not there currently or looking forward to enhancing them? Well, I don't know that it's not there currently, but I, I, I'd say you're you're absolutely right, though. That, and I have a personal theory that I'll share since you've got me on the interview, which is that um, there's something that happens in person 
that is irreplaceable. And, and I personally think it's got to do with the actual chemistry of being a person, you know, that when I'm sitting in a room with you, I can actually absorb part of you, you know, I mean, as I'm breathing yeah. in and you're, you're emanating your pheromones or your, your perfume, or there's, there's uh, elements of you kind of in the room, I'm actually interfacing with you in a very chemical way. I think that's why when people talk about um, meeting in person, they often use that word, there was chemistry, or there was no chemistry. And it's, I think right. they're literally saying they they really mean there was chemistry, or there was no chemistry. And I think that's really where we as Lightwear want to stay involved is where do we enhance that chemistry that happens when people get together? You know, mm -hmm. yes, not everybody can fly around the world and be next to each other. I understand that. So if you can't, well, then this is the next best thing, right? Let's have our technology enable people who are not physically accessible to get as much of the experience as they possibly can. And I think in esports, just like any sports, there's a lot of individuals, right, that are very talented and doing their thing and they're engaged at their at their level. But there's a lot of value in the people who are watching them or want to see what's going on, all being together and enjoying that common spirit of being in an event at the same time. And it's it's different when you do a totally remote event where everybody is, by definition, kind of remote, you know. And so I'd yeah. say if there's anything that we want to do, it's to try to continue to preserve, enhance this meeting of people, whether it's remotely or in person, and take the best of those both worlds and try to be at the center of how those come together. I love that because that's one of the ethos, or that's part of the ethos of uh, Esports Next. Um, bringing people together in person is such a huge part of it. And that's not to say that I'm I'm glad everyone was able to stay safe and get creative when when it was uh, a little bit more more dangerous to to actually go out into the world. But I am just thrilled that we're back in person. Uh, we were yeah. last year. We will be this year. It'll be great. Yeah. I would love for you to talk a little bit about. I know you gave an awesome presentation last year at Esports Next, um, but yeah, but what we're doing this year and uh, how Lightwear is involved, because that's a really fun partnership for us. Well, thanks. Yeah, we're um, we're going to continue to kind of talk about some of the things we started last year. And I guess if there was one way that I could just phrase it up, it's immersive experiences. Um, and to me, that kind of embraces some of the things that are going on with esports. But it also, I think, talks about where entertainment is headed you know just if you think step back from esports for a second even though i know that's the focus of the talk but also just think about it's an entertainment venue right and and it's entertaining yeah. and, and that's why we're there because it's keeping people's attention and i think as we as we continue to develop these immersive experiences people who are maybe not as comfortable in an esports environment are going to get more comfortable because the the environment around them is going to embrace them they're going to be able to look up and see what's going on i I was um, driving down the the, uh, the the highway in New York uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, and I saw a billboard for Dungeons and Dragons, the movie. And 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 right. ESTA, the Esports Trade Association, was the first thing that came to mind because I thought, isn't Perfect. that interesting? You know, here here's a gaming origination that's now going to become a movie and a story all on its own. I, I know it's not the first one, and it certainly won't be the only one, but to me, it really exemplifies how gaming, how movies, how storytelling, and how immersive environments are all starting to come together. And, and, and there's going to be different ways to get into it. And maybe it's you sitting at your computer playing a game remotely with somebody. That's one way to do it. Maybe it's you getting out of your chair and showing up at a stadium a stadium, and, and being with your, your colleagues and your friends and watching something take place. And maybe there's this element of storytelling too that goes with it, where maybe you're part of the story or maybe you're just observing the story. But those are all the kinds of things that we're going to 
try to enhance with our technologies. Wonderful. Yeah, that's a great uh, that's a great movie reference there. I just watched uh, the the Mario Brothers movie with my my son. Yeah, and he's eight years old. I don't know if he enjoyed it more or or if I did. And um, it's just so cool to see gaming and esports come to mainstream culture. Yes. and affects all of these different things, all these forms of entertainment that we've been doing for decades and decades. Um, Jason, I'll, I have one more question for you, then we're going to let you off the hook here. But um, for the listeners of this podcast, in your words, what would be the reason to come and attend Esports Next in Chicago, August 21st and 22nd? In a few words, I think I think it's really uh, it's very simple. It's it's to physically go meet the people that are going to be involved in the future of this industry. Look, it's one thing to have an email or a name or a remote, you know, um, relationship with somebody. But I'll go back to my phrase: it's remote. Uh, that that the whole nature of it is remote. It's it's yeah. it's not as powerful. It's not as impactful. I have to go to that conference. I've got to be there because I've got to shake people's hands and look them in the eye and understand who they are. And I need them to understand who I am and what I'm doing and why I'm there. And, and the only right. way to do that is in person. So I, I'd say no matter the fact that what we're talking about and promoting is essentially electronic or remote or, or you know, um, networkable, uh, but the last, most, truest, best form of networking is in person. That's where you need to be. I completely agree. You know, totally there's something to the follow up, the feeling when, you know, hey, we're on a Zoom, we're on a call, whatever. Hello, Mr. Toronto. I would like to propose, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and we go, yeah. Jason, we hang out at the conference, we shake each other's hand, we have, you know, some laughs, some experiences. And it's like, hey, Jason, what's going on? I got exactly. this thing to work. And it's the connection is deeper. And it enables you to do business better together than previously, I would argue. Absolutely. Absolutely. There, there's a lot of things that came out of the conference last year that, that never would have taken place if I hadn't gone or if I had just watched it remotely or watched a recording of it. You know, it's it's just not the same. You know, you can imagine the difference between being at a live gaming event, you know, where you're really there watching the drama play out in front of you in real time and watching a recorded version of it when you know the score and you know the outcome and you know what already happened. And and I think that's the reason sports and esports are taking off in popularity is because there's nothing that replaces that real-time feeling of drama. You know, the real-time feeling of watching somebody win or lose right now. You don't know the outcome. You don't know the answer. You don't know what's going to happen. And that's what makes it compelling. You want to be there to watch it happen for yourself, not see a recording of it later. So you got to show up. Well, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, thank you to you and Lightware, um, not only for sponsoring the Esports Next conference, but, you know, to make these experiences possible, more enjoyable and more immersive for the fans. So with that, Jason, thank you so much for being a great sponsor um, of our conference. Thank you for joining Lindsay and I today on the Esports Next podcast and looking forward to seeing you soon in Chicago. Absolutely. I'll see you guys there. Okay. Take it easy. Thanks so much. Thanks, Thank you. Ethan. Bye-bye.